0: Make sure to use the promo code Reformatory to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to mcquanocoffee.com and use the promo code Reformatory to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show.
1: What's wrong with you people?
0: How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? Lucky that's how I feel. How, 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 how
1: dare you?
0: I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. How dare you? Make war! Go to the manual! How dare you? What do you got for me? Talk to us like an adult. Going to answer the question until you ask it correctly. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. And
1: my name is Jack Berry. I am a deacon at Resurrection Church in Tacoma, Washington.
0: What up? Hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, hey, hey. As Jimmy hey. used to say. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, dude, I'm trying so hard to get away from this image that we are just docking Devo light. Like, like, and, nah, and son. You, you keep enforcing nah, it. Son. You keep like drag, like, nah, I, like son. as soon as I think I'm out, Jack drags us back in. Okay. Okay, Al Pacino. Yeah. Take it easy Oh yeah, here. No, seriously. Seriously. So <laughs> I had an interaction with Joe. He was on, it was on Instagram. Some guy, I might've been, I don't know who it was. I might've been Sharkbait. Hey, I think it we got better dieting. Habits than
1: Joe does. Joe's all posting those cheetos, all these Cheetos things, all those like Cheeto picks? I'm like, dude, is mm. that the? I, I put it. I put a comment. Dude, is that the only thing you ate?
0: No, I had a cigar with it too. It's like, oh, you. Snubbery. Hey, it is. He, he's a growing boy. It's a well balanced diet. <laughs> it puts hair on the chest. Yeah, okay. uh, anyway, I had some funny interactions. Some guy, I think it was Sharkbait, who like. Oh, shark. sh- Shout out to Shark. <laughs> that guy's go, awesome. Going oh, going to war for the reformatory, He He's trying to
1: get our name out there. Oh, And dude. by all
0: means, sir, Oh, keep going. Do your work. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but but he like he like called <laughs> He called out. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. Well, it's public. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. he don't care. Uh, he didn't rescind it or Yeah, anything. yeah. See, no, he didn't rescind it. He called out reform uh, like like uh he called out Doc and Devo and put us, like, in the same post. He's like, hey, Doc and Diva, you guys are, like, you guys are my second favorite podcast behind the Reformatory. And, and <laughs> so I saw that, and I was like, oh, no. And Joe's like, oh, yeah, those guys are great. They just copy us, though. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, imitation is the highest form of flattery, and we ain't into flattering. <laughs> <laughs> we into flannel. <laughs> we into flannel. Got him. Got him. Take, got him. Take that flannel. I'll take the flannel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I like our fans. Our fans are cool. Our fans got to get more vocal, though. Our fans got to interact with us a little bit more. And I'm not. this is, I don't this call is, them our fans.
1: I call them our peoples. Our peoples.
0: I like yeah. that better. Our I like peoples. our. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that better. They are our people. Yeah. Uh, y'all, y- y'all, uh, y'all need to send us some like questions or send us some some stuff you want us to riff on because we, you know we've got these riffs that, that we talk about. Give things us some that, really juicy questions here, people. Okay. I really
1: want to talk about this stuff. There you know? we
0: go. There we go. Send us some questions to where like it's going to make our toes curl trying to answer these going to be really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too personal, like nothing weird, like nothing that you'd yeah. hear at like a, you know, Sunday evening service at Mars Hill, <laughs> uh, 17 and up oh Ser-
1: services. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Nothing like that. But, uh, dude, we, yeah, yeah. We, we enjoy interacting with our people. So send us some questions, send us some things you want us to riff on. Um, and we are going to, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun. We could have another riff app. A riff ep by the people, for the peoples. Yeah. By the peoples, for the peoples. Riff app. I love it. America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mur- mur- there you hey, go. We're Bro- giving Jack. democracy, people. Brojack. I'm calling <laughs> oh it. I'm going I'm to get, get Brojack get out. out. Bro- Jack. Get out. Brojack. Get out of here. So, Jack, the real question that we have to answer as... Two white guys doing a podcast. Really unique. Like, we're super unique. Nobody really doing what we're doing. Really. Um, We're kind of in a league of our own. Kind of on an island, right? Uh, And that means that people look to us for answers to- settle the scores. To settle the scores. Um, We have to make a determination as the reformatory- as to who we are going to throw our allegiance behind. This is a big deal. Will, is your allegiance with Bigfoot? or got, Wait, not Bigfoot. You done messed <laughs> up, it! Josh. No, you I
1: was so up. perfect. You were hyping it so much, oh. and then you messed up at the two people, or at the two creatures.
0: You know what happened is I celebrated at the 10-yard line, and I got the ball stripped. Yeah, no. that's what happened. You dumb. You is see? our allegiance behind? See, now I feel defeated. Yeah, like I just well, this is you got to go do it now. I got. I, I <laughs> have to do it now. Like I still have to walk into the end zone, even yeah, though okay. I don't have the ball. Is your allegiance behind Godzilla oh. or King Kong? Because we've got a monster fight night coming up. I feel like if if this movie doesn't start with just it's like okay, here it is. I'm like. Some like like atmospheric like brrr, like like Christopher Nolan stuff, black screen, and you just hear, "It's time!" Oh my gosh, we are not going
1: Bruce Buffett yes. on this from UFC. Oh yeah,
0: we are. Yes, nah. yeah. Godzilla or King Kong, bro? Like this is the question. Where, where are you at with this? I'm going Team Harry Cheeks on this. Team what? Team Harry
1: Cheeks on this. Harry Cheeks. King Kong all the way. I'm saying King Kong. King Kong all, right? all the way. Oh yeah. Mainly because yeah. everybody in their mother is saying, "Oh, Godzilla's a nuclear power plant. He's got this nuclear breath. Um, he's way bigger, blah 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 blah, blah 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 blah." And no, 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 no. in those in that teaser, in those trailers, he, of what I saw, he had some sort of Godzilla scale battle axe going on. Yep. He gonna smack somebody with that thing. Yeah, no, that and that's... he's gonna behead Godzilla or something. Absolutely correct. But here's the other thing: I watched like a couple videos on it. If they do this whole like stupid Batman v Superman thing, I'm sorry. I wanted the Batman <laughs> v Superman movie from the comics. Yeah, where Superman gets just absolutely throttled by Batman, just gets taken to task
0: dude i it,
1: want a movie
0: because you was know gonna, is gonna you, be like save martha
1: bullcrap dude <laughs> i want something if king kong king kong you better not say martha if you <laughs> scream it or like gurgle it so help me lord i want to see right?
0: i want to see king kong pick up a kitchen sink and club godzilla over the head with it just like batman did with seriously uh, yeah but
1: it's like listen
0: you have I to want- go king kong you do. You but have you know to. what they're
1: going to do? They're going to do this stupid thing that every movie does where like somehow they're going to put in like a third, oh, he's the real evil one and they team up to take down that evil and then they're on good terms.
0: How okay, just looking at the 2, how are you going to come to the conclusion that King Kong is the bad-looking one? How are you going to come to the conclusion that he's the bad guy? Godzilla is literally a like fire-breathing dragon. Yeah. So you, you you literally have smog versus Harambe.
1: Man, you are throwing some deep cuts. How to people are you who going to go against them. Harambe?
0: <laughs> you know, everything went to crap when Harambe died. Hey, rest in peace, Harambe. Rest All in right. peace, Harambe. We love you. Rest in peace. Uh, I did thoroughly enjoy seeing him flail <laughs> that child around by his ankle. What? <laughs> what? Sorry, was that, the kid Dirt. was uh, the kid was okay. The kid was fine. The kid was just stupid. Like what is oh, he doing wow. in the cage? What do you think the gorilla is going to do?
1: Josh just went there, folks.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, I like common so, sense people. Like so. you see this mammoth of a creature and you're like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go toe-to-toe with that thing." Like what? Spoiler <laughs> alert. Cuz you around of by, you by your toes. That
1: don't even care about this or yeah. are wanting to care about this. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what I think's going to happen in the movie. Godzilla and King Kong somehow are like pitted against each other and they take on each other in a couple different fights and a couple different arenas, right? A couple different settings per yes. se, a couple different rounds. And then, of what I've been hearing around the interwebs, apparently Mecha Godzilla is going to come into this picture. What? No. Because if y'all didn't see the last movie, spoiler alert. Apparently Ghidorah's one of its heads still had the brain in it. Jeez,
0: we are we are really nerding out. And
1: then they found in the first movie, in the first Godzilla movie, they found bones from another Godzilla. So apparently they're gonna construct a mecha godzilla out of the dead brain of Ghidorah and That's all like these bringing other General things. Zod back. I'm telling you, that it's it's the tip of, I'm telling you, they're going Batman v. Superman. They are. It is token Batman v Superman going on right now, and if they do that. I am literally gonna go boring in the middle of the movie theater. Yeah. And say like, y'all ripped off Batman v Superman just to put it in the context of Godzilla versus King Kong.
0: Yeah. Like, I just cool. want a good old fashioned like throwdown. I just want I want an hour and forty five minutes of King Kong and Godzilla beating the crap out of each other. In with, with With boats and buildings and light posts. Apparently there's like, battle axes. Like rip the Eiffel Tower off of its apparently foundation and like club them with that.
1: There's the, uh, what is this, the Middle Earth thing? Oh, or yeah. The center of the Earth oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we coming go. Coming into play. Take
0: that, punch them down to the core of the Earth. Send That's it up into. just, you know what? You know what? Go, he, like head up to Mars with Elon Musk. Like, <laughs> like space. In space. And then I want King Kong to win at the end. And then I want him to do that thing with his fist where he like slams his chest and makes his roar and then boom, credits. Blockbuster success.
1: But you know what we're gonna get we're gonna get Batman v Superman ripoff and they're gonna put Mecha Godzilla in there as the what was the character that they made Zod into? Um, uh,
0: Doomsday. Doomsday.
1: Which that Doomsday is a terrible representation. And then we of the have, and then we have, comics. and then we
0: have the superhero team up at the end. Yep,
1: it's gonna happen that way. I don't
0: like it. Anyway, garbage, well, but whatever. That it's hot garbage. Right. it is, hot Fine. Garbage. It is absolutely pictures. hot garbage. You know what? Also, is hot hot garbage fundamentalism Uh (laughs) uh-huh you got that right oh these segues so good so good uh yeah fundamentalism jack we got to talk about fundamentalism because here's the thing fundamentalism is is something that i think affects more people than they realize Mm -hmm. and i think that it can infect you in more ways than you realize um and Having a fundamentalist mentality, um, I think, has great effect in the way that you interact with your local church. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to make the distinction between like fundamentalism and Phariseeism, because I think they are two distinct things, and they, I think, they get confused. Yeah, like with. Phariseeism, you're basically doing what the Pharisees did and setting up fences around fences around fences around fences in order for that original sin to not be committed. Yeah. And in doing that, you lose the point yeah. of basically having a conscience. <laughs> yeah. um, with fundamentalism, there is an aspect of belief that God's favor mm-hmm. or happiness or pleasure in you is somehow affected and rooted in your actions. Yeah. So we are attempting to please God mm-hmm. through our, our works. Yeah. Right? Um, so we're gonna be dealing today primarily with fundamentalism. Phariseeism might be some other some other time, because that also affects the church. Oh, yeah. Um, but fundamentalism I think is something that we both want to tackle. Jack, why why is fundamental I feel like this is normally like the softball, and this is the softest softball that I've ever thrown Jack, ever. Why is fundamentalism a problem? <laughs> oh, man. That's like where asking, that be- why Why is the devil bad? <laughs> where to begin? I yeah. mean,
1: Where to begin? I mean, yeah. Um, that basic thing, I mean, A, we're coming from the perspective of particular Baptists, and particular Baptists are definitely... We see the value in what we do in our works, but we don't revel in them per se. So I would say that God has prepared works of like has prepared the works that we're gonna do in order that we can kind of give that glory to the Lord per se, right right Versus fundamentalists would be like, we got to go out there and you got to have this hardline militaristic kind of we gonna win souls. We gonna do this,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and it's like we would say, like, uh, we're going to plant seeds, and we're gonna see what the Holy Spirit does. Versus, I feel like the fundamentalists are like, we're gonna go out there, and we gonna we gonna win this battle, and we gonna. Yep. It sounds like a it sounds like a weird Christian pump up talk in a football right. locker room. Versus, I feel where Josh and I are coming from It's like, hey, we can go out there and preach the gospel. And praise God if somebody gets saved. Um, But that's up to the Lord and what he does. And the Holy Spirit is operating through our work. And it's not us doing the work, but hopefully it's the Holy Spirit giving us the words to speak, giving us whatever needs to be said in that period of time, Um, whatever needs to be written, whatever needs to be uh, communicated through emotion or whatnot. And so... Oh no, that's just my where I am coming from. You can correct me
0: if I am wrong. No, 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 no. I would never, I would never dare. Oh my gosh. I would never <laughs> dare do that. I've tried. I know what happens. No, I am kidding. Joke, joke. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I, I completely agree. I think also something to consider, like in this conversation about fundamentalism, I think we have to have the convergent discussion, if you will, about um, um, identity. Yeah. And what we find our identity in, yeah, because I think we will there's a direct correlation between people that struggle with fundamentalist thinking uh-huh. and who they find their identity in or what they find their identity in, and yeah. by identity i mean at 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 the core, what is it that y- that makes you you mm-hmm. right when you think about you as a person, what is the defining aspect? Of you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for some, I mean, for some people, it's their work, their personality, their their hobbies, their gender, their yeah. sexual orientation, right? Sure. Right? Right? That's that. We find those identity statements in the world and in the culture that we live in, um, and it's an, it's an important conversation to have because I think depending on what you see as your identity or who you find your identity in. You're going to act in accordance with that mm-hmm. and you're going to strive after things because of that right so I think fundamentally and I don't think it's the root cause but I think there is a there is quite the <laughs> to coin a phrase that I don't particularly like but there's quite the identity crisis mm-hmm. with f- uh, fundamentalists yeah um, because they see who they are uh, or perhaps even more. Uh, specifically, they see how God sees them mm-hmm. as directly associated or correlated with what they do, and what you end up having. And it's very interesting. I've made the correlation. I don't think on this podcast before, but uh, in my conversations with individuals, I've made the converse, the the, the kind of the correlation between fundamentalism and Catholicism mm. in the similarities between the motivations and the beliefs Mm -hmm. that in order for God to be happy with you Mm -hmm. or to find pleasure in you or to, you know, fill in the blank, basically have favor on you. It requires that we act, do say, think, and believe certain things. Now, what Jack and I are not saying (laughs) is we go full tilt, um, antinomianism. Yeah. Not at all what we're advocating, right? We do not sin that grace may abound. Mm -hmm. We live lives that are in accordance with God's word and pleasing to our Savior. That is our duty as Christians. We are called to be good ambassadors here on this earth for Christ. And scripture is very clear on what that looks like, I believe. But what we're talking about is the more subtle difference between, between living a life that is pleasing to God out of thankfulness and gratitude and love for what he has given us and living a life that is pleasing to God in order that we risk re- that, that we receive a type of, hmm, what do you say? I'm trying to search for the right word in order for God to be happy with us. Basically yeah. in order for our righteousness to be, uh, solidified, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I think there's a fundamental flaw in that. Yeah. In the motivation for why we serve in church, for why we live for Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And I think although that motivation the differences might be subtle, I think the implications of them are pretty pretty stark. And I think they can affect individuals lives pretty profoundly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely especially when um i mean that goes back into just how you view yourself in relation to the church in relation to salvation in relationship in your view of who god is and how you view yourself to god and yeah if it's always um if it's always going to be i have to work towards this I have to achieve this level of holiness per se. Um,
0: that's gonna be rough. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna live under the weight of that. Yeah. And that's a heavy load. Yeah. That's a heavy, heavy weight to carry. Yeah. I mean, that's the weight that like Martin Luther was living under. Yeah. You know, like he couldn't imagine a God that would love him mm-hmm. despite his imperfections and his failings. Mm-hmm. and it drove him insane yeah right and only after he came to realize the truth of the gospel and that our standing with God God's pleasure with us god's uh, love for us mm-hmm. is not dependent on us yeah it's dependent on our perfect mediator that is christ mm-hmm. and I think the mediate the doctrine of Christ's mediation is one of the most freeing doctrines there are mm-hmm. because of the weight that it takes off of us of trying to live perfectly mm-hmm. for incorrect reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff we could unpack with that, to be quite honest. Uh, I just remember I've had friends who grew up in very hardline fundamentalist Baptist churches and man... Um, <laughs> we could go on about like how you weren't okay with God because you wore shorts. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. I mean, yep. yep, it goes on. I mean, women weren't in the right standing with God because of how, how, you know, the length of their skirt on and on and on and on and on, you know? Um, and that's a different conversation about, um, uh, about modesty and whatnot, but, sure. um, yeah, it, uh, it's super. I don't know. That's super difficult to live in.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's not how we as Christians are called to live. Yeah, right. Like, and and this is where the freedom in Christ does come from. We we are free from the wrath of God in Christ. Yeah, we are free from the the anger of God in Christ. We're not free from. The discipline of our father, but he disciplines us because he loves us, right? Mm. There are still consequences for sin. That's not what Jack and I are saying. We're not yeah. saying that you should just live your life however you want to because no, of Jesus. Yeah. Like, don't, no, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but what we are saying is when you live your life thinking that God's pleasure with you is on a sliding scale based on your actions. You are tr- attempting to justify yourself before God through your works, mm-hmm. and it's no longer justification by faith in the work of Jesus Christ. It's justification based on your own works, and that's mm-hmm. not the gospel. Yeah, right. I think we 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 would do well to keep this mental picture that Christ at this moment is standing in between us and the Father, mediating for us perfectly. Mm-hmm. And when God looks at you. He does not see a sinner damned to hell. He sees Jesus, yeah. because Jesus has covered over you. Yeah. He's exchanged your dirty, gross robes, and he has given you his. Like, that's, that's the atonement. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an essential aspect of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And yet, fundamentalism, what it does is it, it takes that, and it says, well, okay, yeah, you've been saved by grace, but now you got to earn God's favor. Yeah. And you do that by working. Yeah. And you do that by looking a certain way, or listening to certain things, or not listening to certain things, or not watching certain things, and yeah. and it takes it too far in that we are living our lives for, um, we're living our lives with the wrong motivation. We're serving God for the wrong motivation. We're loving God's people with the long with the wrong motivation. We're we're committed to our church for the wrong motivation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like you said, like, like that's a really hard place to live in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I didn't grow up in
1: the church. So, I mean, um, for me, uh, my experiences with fundamentalism were very weird. I don't know. And, um, I just didn't get that yet again. I didn't get the fundamentalism and yet again, I didn't get the, um, antinomianism or the Phariseeism as well, either. So, just all those different aspects were kind of weird. And if I saw something, because I mean, I mean, basically, when I became a believer in college, started looking at Scripture. It's like, okay, well, let me use the word to kind of discern here of certain things. And so, yeah, fundamentalism seemed very odd to me. I could understand why they were doing some things to some degree, but then again the the final um, I don't know the final kind of like this is why we really do this was kind of like yeah it's kind of weird
0: <laughs> so how how would you say we like let's put this in the context of the local church because that's what this podcast is about how how do we go about helping those people who are coming out of fundamentalist backgrounds yeah right um, how do we go about helping those people in the context of the local church, as we're encouraging them to serve, we're encouraging them to get plugged in. We're yeah. encouraging them, you know, from the pulpit and teaching to to live a certain way. Yeah, like we as Christians are called to live a certain way. There are rules that we do follow.
1: Yeah,
0: how do we do that in the context of understanding where these people have come from mm-hmm. <laughs> and how they could possibly naturally be interpreting those things?
1: Yeah, well, I think part of it is going to be
0: um, obviously
1: the fact that you're going to have to basically disciple people who come out of fundamentalism into a right understanding of works and grace oh yeah uh, you're also going to have to walk through them uh, through even like maybe your church culture of like i we've had i've had experiences with this in where um, Certain guys have come out of certain fundamentalist churches and they were serving in certain contexts and they were like late for like a pre-service meeting or something like that. And they thought they were gonna get like smoted. Or right. they thought they like it was the end of the world for them. And they had legitimate reasons why they were like late for certain meetings. Um and our response to that shouldn't be Uh, harshness and it shouldn't be guilt on them. It should be thanksgiving and joy that even they want to serve and they're trying their best to come and serve the church. Um, There needs to be that disposition towards those folks. Um, Yeah, there's going to be a lot. You're going to have to show them what it means to to have grace on somebody and to not serve um in a way of obligation or duty but serve in a way that is joyful and full of thanksgiving. Yeah. So you're going to have to and that doesn't come easy. Um that's going to take some time. So Yeah, it does. I I mean it happens in my local church a lot. Um people come out of certain fundamentalist backgrounds and they will have questions and you need to be there to ask them or answer them as gracefully as possible through the Scripture, and then even also um, guide them to your local pastors and even have
0: conversations with your pastors with them about these certain folks. So, Yeah, and, and as you're doing all of that, always keep at the forefront the perfect sufficiency of Christ mm-hmm. to mediate for them on... On behalf of them to the Father,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Because they're they're coming out of an environment to where their actions and what they do determines whether or not they're good with God or not, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of anxiety there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> pain that and fear that comes from that, mm-hmm. right? Um. I mean, and Paul talks about in Hebrews 9, verse 15, talking about Jesus, he says, therefore he is the mediator of the new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance, right? He's talking to the Jewish people that, all they have known are the rituals yeah. and keeping the law and, and you do this and you do this and you do this in order to be holy, in order to be accepted by God. And what Paul is saying is like, all of that now is found in the person of Christ mm-hmm. and it changes the way that you serve and it changes the way that you love people and it changes the way that you interact with your church because no, it's no longer something that you have to do, it's something that you get to do. It's something that we find joy in doing because of what we have been given, not something that we do out of fear that God will be displeased with us. Yeah. Right. Now, we that that's earth shattering. And that that motivation, although for some people it might seem small, that is the difference between getting burned out and serving in fear versus serving in joy. Mm-hmm. Because when. When we serve a God that we see as as a tyrannical being who is just waiting to smite us, mm-hmm. and when we truly believe that our actions change God's favor with us or his love for us, let's let's be clear. What is that doing to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ?
1: Mm.
0: It's making it worthless yeah like what did Jesus die for if God's just going to go back to us being justified by the law yeah right Jesus didn't die for anything mm-hmm. so always keep the 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 sufficiency of Christ's mediation at the forefront be reminding these individuals look you are covered hundred percent mm-hmm God's love for you does not wane because it's not based on you. Yeah. It's based on Jesus. Yeah. And God's love for Jesus will never change. Yeah. Ever. Right. So I think that's important, especially in the context of the church, because there are so many individuals, especially in the churches that I have gone to, uh, that come out of that lifestyle and really struggle with loving the church. Really struggle with wanting yeah. to be committed to the church and to serve the church because up until that point, all they have known is you do it
1: out of guilt. There's also a hesitancy I see too in interacting with doctrine or interacting with oh yeah beliefs of the church because it's like, oh gosh... They've had a bad experience with that, obviously. And then they're going to go into this new church. It's like, is our, I, I would assume the questions are going to be, is this church going to just be a repeat? Right. Or are they going to really care for me and even do what Paul said in a previous episode that I talked about, where if they are weak in faith per se, is that, is that brother and sister in Christ going to be um, somebody who helps me along the way or are they going to be a stumbling block towards me? Right, so yeah, it's probably yeah. some questions are asking, but
0: that's exactly right. Yeah, and you know, be sensitive to those fears and those anxieties and frustrations that those people are going to have. If there's something, in, something special about fundamentalism is that it's hard to buck. Yeah, it goes deep. Yeah, like, and, and I'm talking from experience. Like, I, I, ha- I've had that in my head where yeah. I'm, my standing with God is based on what I do yeah and God is either happy with me or he's angry with me today because of what I did last night mm-hmm. right um and yeah it it that that those habits are hard, very difficult to get rid of mm-hmm. um and truly believing in God's love for me because of jesus uh that that is a process that can take a while to fully come into grips with which I mean, it's kind of ironic, right? Because I mean, you would think that that's exactly what we want. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But there's something like, there's something ingrained in us that's like, no, no, no. Like, I have to do this. There's like something ingrained that like we have to put work in. And if we don't, we feel like we feel like something's wrong.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, yeah. I think it goes back to Adam and Eve, like they tried to cover themselves. Yep. Right. Like yep. it's it's our natural. It's where we will naturally go all the time. Mm-hmm. Every single time is what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. And Jesus already did it. Yeah. So That's what we say. Don't be a fundy. <laughs> uh strange enough fundies don't have a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Fundamentalism you want to talk is about not buzz fun. Does kills. Yeah, yeah, you want to talk about the people Serious you don't invite to the party. Does <laughs> kills, man. Although yeah. I
1: will say some people coming out of fundamentalism are starting to like gain a little bit more jubilism. Yeah. When they come out of fundamentalism, but yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. A lot more joy. There's a lot more joy found in Christ than there is fundamentalism. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really true. It's Absolutely. really true. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know uh, whether or not uh, King Kong will bring us much joy. I hope he does. Uh, it, w- like, when can we see this? Like, I, I, I know we're talking about it, but can we even yeah. see it anywhere? Um. Okay, I I at least drove
1: by at least one movie theater in the Tacoma area, and people were in that joint watching movies.
0: All right, I'm coming down. So I'm saying... I'm coming saying... down watching with you.
1: As long as the creek don't rise, as okay. far as COVID numbers go, and we stay in phase two, I think we should be okay right to on. watch that Joker in the movie theaters. Because right. my wife, we went out to dinner the other night in uh, Tacoma at Duke's Seafood Place. And uh, we were driving by um, like a movie theater on Ruston Way. Uh, Point Rustin area, and there were people inside, and she's like, "Let's just go watch a movie right now." And I'm just like, "What? That's awesome." I'm like, "You don't even like watching movies in movie theaters." Okay, like, well here's the thing. Let me watch. If
0: one. if Nastia won't go with you, I will go with you. <laughs> I will be your plus one. I, I'll buy the popcorn. <laughs> I'll buy the. I haven't been to a movie in so long. Uh, I will risk life and limb to go I... see, even if it's a crappy movie. I'll go see King Kong. Okay, first of all, if I see King Kong in a movie theater, yeah.
1: And it's like 3D. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I feel like my blur- my brain will explode. I
0: don't think, dude. 3D was make. I 3D is gonna make me sick. I don't think 3D makes me. 3D makes me even more jubilant. Even more jubilant. <laughs> jubilant Sykes. Okay. Breaking out the old English, <laughs> like Jack Jubilant Barry. <laughs> Oh, dude. Well, dude, Um. yeah, well, tell me Tell me if the theaters are playing because I will legit come down this week and we'll watch well, it. Well,
1: I mean, we're all, I mean, our region, which is Snohomish, King, and Pierce,
0: are yeah. all in phase two right phase now. Phase two, baby. That's right. That's uh, right. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, dispersing on us the... The generosity of fine person. <laughs> sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. Jack, I think our chicken is about to be delivered, so uh, you, should probably, yeah. uh, you should probably get us out of here.
1: Chicken! Um, other than eating chicken, people, uh, we uh, want you to follow us on the sociables at ReformatoryPod. That's so right. So the tweaker, the yep. Instagram, yep. And
0: the Facebook. Yep. So Excellent. follow us there, and you'll be happy with our posts. You'll be happy with our posts. We'll post some pictures of chicken. I'm going to take a picture of this chicken because we're both super happy. Um, Yeah, head on over to Patreon. And for the price of, you know, some chicken, you can become a supporter. And uh, your name will be Hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We greatly thank you for all the uh, kind likes and shares and comments. Uh, Please continue those. Send us some questions. Jack wants some questions. I want juicy questions, people. Juicy questions. Juicy questions. And, Jack, this episode is, open, is over because we have heard Big Eva sing yeah. King Kong versus Big Eva. Oh. King Kong's in that part, two. part two. Part two. Part two. We thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory.